Hello and welcome to another episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. This is John Jantz. My guest today is Mike Blumenthal. He is widely cited as the foremost local search expert in North America. He also is the author of a blog called Understanding Google My Business and Local Search. So guess what we're going to talk about today? We're going to talk about Google and local search. So Mike, thanks for joining me. It's my pleasure, although being the foremost expert in anything these days means I'm five minutes ahead of the pack. <laughs> well, that's right. Well, that's all you need to be. I always tell I always tell my consultants that, too. You just have to know a little more than they do. Um, you know, it's uh, interesting. I have been following local search and uh, all these topics for a long time, like I know you have, and, and you've changed the name of that blog a couple times, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> about every about every nine months. Yeah, it used to be maps and then places, and now it's uh, Google. Well, it used to be Google. It used to be understanding Google local Google Maps and Yahoo yeah, oh, local right. or something, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that was that was the first year, maybe. Well, so let's start right there. What the heck is Google My Business? It's one of those things out there that sounds really important and like a local business should know about it, but uh, I'd love to hear it uh, kind of straight from your take on you know what it is and why it's important. Right. Well, from my point of view, it is the single most likely place to send you new, new prospects, right, on the Internet. And it basically, Google My Business feeds data to Google's knowledge graph, which is presented... In wherever Google needs local information, which is mainly search, but in Google Maps, um, you know, any place else they need it as well. So it's a syndicated service at Google that uh, gets data from around the world, but they use your data as sort of a reference point. And so that's given to them through Google My Business. And, you know, local search, I mean, the last research I read from Google, 91% of cell phone users have used local search in the last 60 days, 96% of desktop users. And the biggest issue uh, with it is when they do do local search, 50% of those on the smartphone uh, actually visit the store within the next day, and 35% of those who do it on the desktop visit the store within the next day. And this is so much, this happens at such a higher degree at Google than any place else, any, you know, right now. So to me, it's important that businesses understand this, where their leads are coming from. Yeah, so one of the, I think, major points of confusion, we sort of alluded to it, is it used to be maps, it used to be places, and then it was Google Plus. And, um, you know, what is what is the relationship between Google Plus and, you know, local search? Well, um, let's see. So first you have to understand how Google views local search, right? Google views local search as a data. Google views local as a, da- as a data type that they store in a in the knowledge graph, right? Mm-hmm. And they view it as an entity data type, like they view a movie star or a museum, and they surface it whenever and wherever it's appropriate, right? So the relationship to Google Plus um, is being cut. Um, at one point, the page for each business existed under the plus.google.com. Mm-hmm. URL, right. and you could search at Google Plus for local businesses, but that relationship is being cut. And so, from a consumer point of view, the consumer is going to experience local through Google Now, through Google Search, through Google Maps are the three primary areas where the consumer is going to see it. And the business is going to create content for Google through the business portal, which is Google My Business. Um, and any relationship to Google Plus is pretty much done. Really? 
because um, yeah. they still are showing it. To, so, so for example, the, the, the five-pack or seven-pack or whatever it is today, um, you do a search for that. You still see uh, typically next to the reviews, you see a link to the Google Plus page. Is that going Yeah. Away? So Google, you know, uh, obviously wants you to stay on their properties, right? So, and depending on what you search on, if it's a bricks and mortar retail store, for example, you're going to see, you know, links to other, in the, in, as you mentioned, you're going to see a link to uh, the Google Plus page, but you're also going to see, you know, uh, links over to Google Maps. You're going to see links to the website. Obviously, Google prefers it when you stay on their property. Mm-hmm. So, and when you do create a page at Google, that's where the page does reside, but you now have to verify that page. It used to be that even unverified businesses would have pages at Google+. That's going to go away. There are going to be no unverified pages at Google+. So if you create a Google My Business page, there will be a page where it will reside at Google+. Um, You know, it doesn't get anywhere near as much visitation as, say, the main part of Google Search or Google Maps even. Mm -hmm. So it's... uh, you know, from a marketing point of view, there's a link to it on the front page, so it becomes important that it looks good, yeah. that you do conversion optimization on that page with good photos, but the visitation to that page is low compared to the, where your data is going to be seen in Maps or Google Search. Well, so let's talk about, you know, a lot of times when people say, well, gosh, what is local search? You know, my simplest thing is to just put in a search and say, see these five or seven businesses that showed up with a little exactly. pin next to them? I said, that's local search. So so how do you, so ultimately, how do you get in to that five or seven or three pack? Well, you know, Google uh, ranks everything, right? So, um, and in the case of local, it's that data that, that we talked about is stored in its own you know, database, its own repository, separate from organic links, separate from ads, separate from YouTube videos. And when Google thinks that a search has local intent, they bring it to the front page where it's the most likely to be seen. And it's really where you want to put your most thought. In other words, how do you look on that front page, right? So one of those issues is ranking, obviously, um, there. And how do you get into that? You know, well, first is that local search is very geocentric, right? So, um, and uh, Google understand where a desktop searcher is to a large degree down to the neighborhood level and they understand very well where a mobile searcher is, you know, triangulating the right. cell towers. So they're going to deliver results that are in some limited radius around the searcher when you do a search at Google. So the first thing is being in the market where people are searching, right, which is the old location, location, location. Right. You know, if you didn't pick a good location, you're not going to show up as much in Google search because not so many people are within the radius that Google's using to deliver. So Clear location is one. Um, accuracy is another element. Um, it's very easy. Google, you know, uh, aggregates information across the web. They buy lists from the primary list suppliers. They scrape lists from the IYPs. They look at data from the major local sites like Yelp and City Search. And they aggregate all that information. They look at local newspapers, blogs. They look at all that. They aggregate that into what used to be known as the cluster where they keep all the information about you, right? So it's very easy when a machine aggregates name, address, city, state, zip, phone, business type, business categories, open hours, that it makes a mistake. So it's really important if you want any chance of ranking in Google that your business information is accurate across the whole 
range of areas that Google's looking at, right? Yeah, and and, um, and if you're a business that's been in business any amount of time, you've moved four or five times, there's a likelihood that, that old addresses still reside, right? That would, that's right. Not just the old address, but you maybe moved to a new subdivision that isn't even on the maps yet, right? Yeah, yeah. So you have to be accurate at, at the address level. At the maps that you are on have to be accurate. The driving directions to those locations have to be accurate. Um, and so it's uh, and your phone number and it, uh, and your URL and your street address and your business name. A lot of small businesses don't even use the same name all the time. Right. I find that they're very loose with their naming. So a you know, small business needs to pick one name and use it everywhere, offline and on. You know, you got to realize too that Google sees uh, documents from the courthouse ultimately through mm-hmm. through Axiom or tax documents through InfoUSA, so it's important that you name your business consistently, both offline and online, right? So, yeah. that there's a, so Google gets one clear picture of who you are. Make sure you have good driving directions to your business at the major mapping sites. That includes Apple, Bang, Google, MapQuest, and uh, make sure that, you know, the map represents your business accurately. There's a tool that uh, at moz.com forward slash local that does allow you to check the accuracy of your business name, address, and phone number, what we refer to as an app. And then the other thing you should do is go into the major mapping products and type your business name in, type your address in, and see if it resolves correctly on the underlying maps because your local search is layered, you know, on top of the earth. They have satellite images on top of the satellite images. They put road geometry on top of the road geometry. They geocode addresses. On top of that, they put an algorithm for driving directions. If any of those elements are wrong, people aren't going to be able to find you, right? Yes. So accuracy is a huge issue in this whole thing. Um, the next is relevance, right? Google it wants to deliver relevant results to a searcher within a given radius close to what they're looking for. So relevance being, you know, are you in the cohort of locations that Google's going to deliver for this given search, say, Jewelry Williamsville or Jewelry Appraisal mm-hmm. Buffalo? Relevance, you know, from Google's point of view, is is a little different than human relevance, right? I mean, when you think about relevance, I think about relevance, either you are or you're not. It's sort of binary, right? Either you're relevant or you're not relevant. Mm -hmm. In Google's view, there's sort of degrees of relevance. And so they look at your categories at Google, but they look at your categories across the Internet, you know, at Yelp, Mm -hmm. at the super pages. They look at particularly the home page of your website if you're a single location business to see what content is there, what links are there. They look at review content, right, to see if you're relevant for the types of searches people are making. Um, so they look broadly to determine whether you are relevant to a given search. It's not just the categories at Google. It's not just the categories at the yellow pages. It's the whole you know body of semantic information they have about a business. Um, well, so so let me ask you what role then, because um, those are all, you know, I think pretty standard elements that people, you know, try to get right. But then you also see a lot of people saying, hey, let's, let's you know, let's build content pages that help uh, tell Google we're relevant. And, and let's build pages for suburbs and let's build pages for neighborhoods and things like that to try to, to, try to maybe rank for, for larger geography or, or, again, to send a right. signal that that's a service area. I mean, what role does yeah. that kind of stuff well, play? You know, so uh, Google only shows the pinned results 12% of all searches, something like that. Mm. And so there are a lot of local searches that people make that where Google delivers organic results. Yeah. 
And so the types of things you're talking about, which is describing, you know, clearly the, the broad range of services and where you do it, you know, those have a chance of ranking in the organic results. And, um, um, and so that's a different ranking, slightly different ranking algorithm. It's not as much about citations. It's, you know, it's still about links that, you know, the content is good enough that you've earned links to it. Um, so, you know, it's a second component of a good local search marketing campaign is to do both things. You want to be ranking on the pinned results on the, you know, the local pack, and you want to be ranking organically beyond that. So, you know, in the ideal world, you're doing all those things. Well, so, um, let's move to another topic. Oh, no, actually, I want to come back to one other thing you said, uh, about reviews. Um, tell me a little bit about your overarching feeling. I mean, especially like I'll go and do that search on the five pack and, you know, there'll be one company that's got, you know, 18 starred reviews. And so it, it almost is like a highlighter, you know, around the rest right. of them because the, the others don't show up, uh, because they don't have any reviews. Uh, number one, uh, are reviews a big factor in getting ranked in the first place, but then in, in this, you know, what role do they play kind of beyond that? Right. So they they have a minor role in terms of ranking uh, in a competitive market. Mm-hmm. You know, it might bump you one spot having more reviews rather than less. Um, but they do, it uh, in less intense markets, just having review content can get you ranked. So it's important there. When, Google, when you get five stars at Google, you get the, you know, the, it moves from just a pure number to the five stars. And that social social proofs are very compelling. Google released some research um, earlier this year where they showed that um, when they looked, they looked at all the listing attributes in a given listing and ascertained um, what percentage increase there was in driving directions and homepage clicks for various things like if you had the URL, if you had the hours, etc. And reviews, having uh, reviews at your Google you know, showing on a Google search led to a 144% increase mm-hmm. in requests for driving directions mm-hmm. and more significantly, a 360% increase in click-throughs to the homepage. Yeah. So it's incredibly important. It, you know, it's marginally important from a ranking point of view. It's cr- incredibly important from a conversion point of view. Um, uh, and, you know, if somebody gets to Google and sees your yeah. stuff there, yeah, um, and I think I think it's pretty obvious when you look at it, and, and when they're absent from others, it's you know, it's like oh, you've got a, it's almost like you've got an extra uh, image, you know, associated right. with your your listing. And it certainly makes sense that you have your opening hours and your website URL and your phone number there. Those lead typically, according to Google's research, to somewhere between a 13 and a 40, 50% increase. But one of the areas that people I don't think put enough attention in is the photos that show on the front page of Google, which is your profile photo, right? It's the, the profile photo is this photo that is seen the most across all of Google's properties because it shows up in Google Now, it shows up in Google Maps, it shows up in Google Plus, it shows up in the main part of Google. Mm-hmm. And having photos uh, leads to a 42% increase in driving directions and about a 35% increase in homepage clicks. Um, so photos is one of these things that you can do for what I call conversion optimization, right? Well, and where, does, can, where does the profile photo originate? In Google My Business, so it when is, you're okay. in, yeah, yeah, it goes. It used to originate from Google Plus, but now it originates from Google My Business, and um, it's a very critical photo um, that shows everywhere, right? And yeah. and it shows at very low resolution, so you have to be real careful about you know what you pick as a profile photo because it's got to look good at 
125 by 125 pixels or whatever Google shows it at, but yeah. it shows in a lot of places and can lead to a huge increase in click-throughs. Right. Uh, let's talk about um, the role of social. Uh, again, I think that's one of those that people say, yeah, I know it's beneficial, but you know, how does it impact uh, uh, local search in your, in your view? Well, you know, it depends on the business type, and uh, it's not clear that Google is using social as a metric other than reviews, which I view as social. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I view blogging as social, right, where you have comments. And both those things contribute directly to Google Rank. But if you're talking about social in the traditional sense of Twitter and Facebook, yes. it's not clear that Google is using those for ranking at this point. Maybe they are, maybe they're not. It seems that the indications are that likely not. But they're very powerful in terms of the post-sale interaction that you can have at scale with a large number of your existing customers. I mean, those people that come to you through Google, they find you through Google, they drive, get the driving directions through Google, they come into the store and they buy something from you and you send them an email and you ask them to follow you on Facebook. You know, it's an incredibly powerful post-sale process where the consumer can then be, you know, um, and then you can stay in touch with the consumer after the sale, right, at scale mm -hmm. and fairly easily. So I think as a post-sale sort of communication strategy, mm -hmm. I think social is very powerful. I don't think it leads directly to ranking, but it can correlate with ranking because if you're doing a good job at social, you're probably doing a good job of getting word out about your business, and getting your name in the newspaper and those sorts of things, which yeah. will lead to the kinds of things that do lead to higher ranking. Is there any uh, is there any role for offline uh, in, in this uh, world of, of you know everything online? Is there a role in search? Uh, you know, you just mentioned getting in the newspaper. I mean, those are probably right. some some significant yeah. well, signals. Most local media is now both offline right, right, and right, online, right, right. right? And one of the biggest factors in ranking in Google Local is what I call newsworthiness, right? Mm -hmm. And that is that Google sees your. Um, name online in the context of uh, the local news, right? So having an article in the newspaper offline typically generates an article online, mm -hmm. and Google sees that, right? So same, the other relationship, too, is let's say you do a TV ad and you say, you know, uh, search for us on Google, it is likely that search frequency at Google yeah. leads to an increase in rank, right? Yeah. There's some research that shows that. So, so yeah, there's a relationship, and the two aren't separate anymore. They're really the same thing. You know, um, they're good marketing. You know, I, one of the things you want to do is always leverage your offline world to your online visibility because Google can only see you online. In other words, let's say you go, you give money to the local Little League, right? Mm -hmm. Well, great. You know, then make sure you get mentioned on their website in addition to the back of the T-shirt, yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, so to me, there's always these correlations between offline and online, and you have to make that connection consciously. Yep. So let's end up on um, a fairly big topic, um, and that is the role of links. You know, there was a day when when it was all about getting lots of them, and so a lot of SEO folks went out there and did all kinds of things to buy up lots of links and uh, and use those as signals. And uh, I think that you know Google has constantly fought that battle, and and I think they're getting closer. But uh, links uh, back to your sites still play a, a significant role, don't they? Yeah, you know, I think it's important that people not lose sight of what a link is, right? Much like they shouldn't lose sight of what a review is. A review is a tribute to doing good business 
properly and well. And a link is a recognition that you're delivering value online through content and a good place for people to go, right? Right. So if you view links as something that you earn rather than can buy, then you view them differently. And links do play an important role, particularly in local branded links. So it's links on your brand name, you know, uh, uh, John Jantz. Mm -hmm you know, as the brand, right? Um, Those branded links are very valuable and local. um, And you earn those through doing the good things in your community, right? Offering scholarships, Mm. offering training and education to the local whatever, where local not-for-profit, where they're going to want to link to your site, right? So earning those links through meaningful marketing communications is really where it's at. That's where you achieve, you know, first you have accuracy, then you have you know, um, uh, relevance and conversion optimization, and then you get to prominence in the local algorithm, and that comes from these links, but it comes from high-quality earned links from sites that are locally relevant. It doesn't come from a site in India that you bought. You know, that's a great point for your online-offline idea, too. There still are publications out there that uh, love to have contributed content, so um, imagine a link coming back from that highly regarded publication that uh, links back to your website because you've been published or been producing content for them. Right, yeah, right. Or in the local community, you know, sponsoring the events, yep. right, that whatever, uh, offering internships. I mean, there's a million things that you can do or that you're even still currently doing. Right. You just have to be <laughs> sure that you're getting recognition for those through links in the local media. Yeah, right, right. Well, Mike, this was uh, great. I know people will enjoy this information. Is there some place you want to send people to find out more about what you're up to? Um, well, you know, I hang out a lot of different places. I'm Blumenthal <laughs> at Twitter. I'm on Google Plus, Mike Blumenthal. I'm at localu, localu.org, um, blumenthal.com forward slash blog, and get5stars.com. So any of those places, depending on what you're interested in, I have different personas at each of them. So if you want the cranky me, come to blumenthal.com. <laughs> forward slash blog if you want the small business me come to local you got to work okay well and the, the cranky me aside you know there's always some really really useful information there so right. uh, i appreciate it and again i appreciate you taking time to stop by and uh, hopefully we'll see you out there on the road all right